1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we kick off Scottish Cup weekend. John Kennedy says Celtic Cavanch Postacoglu tied to a chair amid speculation linking him with Leeds. Michael Beale says Antonio Cholak will start for Rangers against Partick Thistle, maybe, alongside Alfredo Morelos. And it all begins tonight when Hamilton Aki's host last year runners-up Hearts. And joining us tonight, you've got Cammy Bell and Hugh Evans. Well, uh, good luck to John Rankin at uh, Hamilton Aki's. They've taken off on a wee run. They're showing a lot of spirit. Hearts will need to be careful there. As for Ange, yes, I've seen him. He's tied to the chair. He's not going anywhere for now. And I strongly resent the implication, mainly on this programme, that the press are conspiring to get him out of the country. Give me a shred of evidence to support this theory. (laughs) Cammy, it's been an interesting week. Um, No midweek action has been quiet on that front. A certain lead story kept everyone busy. And I always love this stage of the Scottish Cup. Yeah, it's going to be a really exciting weekend. Um, some big games. A, a lot of teams that I would expect to go through. Hearts tonight, it could be a sticky tie, but I still think they've got far too much quality. Um, you look at the two old firm um, teams as well, and, and they should go through straightforward enough. Um, but there's another couple of ones. Uh, the Dundee United one and Kilmarnock one's going to be an interesting tie to see who can battle that one out. And um, two teams uh, that are struggling at the moment. Race Motherwell. Race Motherwell. Yeah, that that could be a mm. very interesting one. Um, you I, said I, this in the last round as well, both listen, of you. Listen, I think Motherwell have got bigger things to, to think about. about. Yes. Um, it should be a cracking weekend, Hugh. Yeah. I mean, it's, look, the spread out nature of it is not ideal for Clyde One Super Scoreboard. It's almost like they didn't take us into consideration mm. how rude. Uh, and it does kind of keep things going but we're looking at drama right across the weekend finishing off of course Monday night Darville against Falkirk so we go from Hamilton and Hearts tonight to Darville Falkirk Monday with everything in between tension sells Partick Dissel have sold out their allocation for Ibrox now they don't have an earthly but they've sold out every ticket and they're going to have a day out and that's good for the Partick Dissel fans Falkirk get 900 tickets for Darville and they've sold them out so good luck to them. I think that Darvo will find Falkirk harder to beat than they did Aberdeen. And that's a condemnation of Aberdeen mm. and how bad they were that night. But I would not for one moment, and good luck to Darvo, but I would not for one moment say that because Falkirk come from a lower division, then Darvo will automatically put them out in the way that they did Aberdeen from the top division. Well, I think we are going to look ahead to that one. I think we'll be joined by Darvel manager Mick Kennedy later uh, in the show, so we look forward to that. There is plenty of time to preview this weekend's action, and if you want to give us a call, we would love to have you. 0141 951 1025, that's the number. So let's hear you then. It's great when we get together on a Friday, because generally we've heard from... The managers are all involved. It was John Kennedy, interestingly uh, enough, who was up today for Celtic. Michael Beale spoke. Stevie Hamill, Stephen Robinson, they're all getting their thoughts across before the weekend, covering a whole host of talking points. So please do join in 01419511025 on the phones 
or Twitter at Clyde SSB. We will build up to that Hamilton Harps game uh, as well a bit later on in the show, Hugh Keevans, because it's an interesting one to yeah. kick us off. Yeah, I think it was a John Rankin that looked at a lost cause for Hamilton, and all of a sudden they've just started to find their feet a little bit, showed real fighting spirit, uh, and on the plastic pitch, of course, anything can happen. Uh, Hearts, they are having uh, a decent time of it. Uh, they slipped up against Rangers, were badly exposed by Rangers, got uh, going over from Rangers, uh, but they will hope to get to the Scottish Cup final and hope to play much better than they did the last time they were in a Scottish Cup final. Yeah, they've got a great record of reaching finals in recent seasons, Cammy. I'm sure Hearts will have high hopes this time. Yeah, they will. Um, for, for me tonight, they'll have um, too much quality for Hamilton. Hamilton have been on a fantastic run, as Hugh says. Um, I was there on Tuesday night when they beat Queen of in the Challenge Cup. Um, they've got some good young players. I just think the golf between the two sides tonight will be too much. Hearts are in good form. They've got a good prize at the end of it, getting into the next round. And as you say, they, they'll want to get to Cup Finals, so I can't see them slipping up tonight. Well, they were toiling against Dundee United until Andy Halliday threw himself to the ground. And got a Dundee United <laughs> player sent off, uh, and then they came back to win three one. But uh, yeah, Hart can look back on the season with good thoughts and pride because they've, they've handled themselves well outside of Celtic or Rangers they're the next best thing well we'll do the team news when we get it a bit later on but for now let's go to your calls 01419511025 let's set the scene with this clip from John Kennedy now in isolation John Kennedy's um, existence at Celtic's press conference in a week which Ange Postacoglu had been linked with the Leeds job might have got tongues wagging he was saying where is he where's the manager why is the manager not doing the press conference Celtic maintained this was pre-planned it was always going to be John Kennedy and that had been put in the diary uh, for some time Hugh Keevans is the world's biggest cynic so he probably doesn't believe that but to the rest of you uh, that's meant to be the story and John Kennedy uh, says the manager is fully focused on building something special at the club despite everything that's been going on this week I just tied him in the chair upstairs and got a couple of security at, the, at his door so uh, no I said listen there's always speculation I think you know credit to the manager in terms of the job he's done here I think uh, it's a bit like players you know when players come in and they do do well they get you know linked to, to other clubs I think the manager's shown himself who uh, these abilities as a manager um, I think when you do that and you, you have success with that you attract attention and, and that's what's happened but ultimately you know there's a lot of speculation that's what it is there's a lot of noise but you know I know firsthand the way he works he's, he's really focused on his job here he loves he loves being here you know he's in the middle of building something very special so I think he's, his mind's firmly focused on, on being at Celtic and, and doing the best he can here I would not contradict a single word that John Kennedy said there other than to say that when people hear that Ange is not doing the press at lunchtime, it fans the flames instead of douses, dousing the flames. Uh, however, Ange has to go about his business his own way. Uh, as I say, I can't contradict John Kennedy that, that Ange Postacoglu is perfectly settled at Celtic Park. Nobody said he wasn't. These stories grow arms and legs and that all of a sudden it becomes... A conspiracy theory that the press are trying to get Ange Postacoglu out of Glasgow. I listened the other night when the, the, the caller came on, and not to speak about Ange Postacoglu, but Michael Beale and his part in all of this, which of course is no part at all. Uh, but, uh, you know, on we go, Celtic St Mirren tomorrow in the Cup, Ange Postacoglu will be there. 
uh, I thought he might have taken the opportunity today to say, listen, all that speculation, forget it. Rubbish. We'll have a chance tomorrow. Let's 01419511025. Ross is a Celtic fan. It's been bubbling away this week, Ross. It went quieter last night. There was no mention of it, I don't think. Um, and the, quite an interesting response from John Kennedy today. Yeah, no, hi God, Cammy and Hugh. Hope you're all well. Um, no, I, I think obviously we Ange, it's, it's getting to a stage, obviously, eventually he is going to have to go if somebody wants to take him. Um, I think what like you were saying at the college on the week, they come on to say that it was partly to do with Michael Beale or something. It was, I don't know, I can't, I can't remember the call, but I think when you look at the whole situation with Ange, um, I think it speaks volumes. He's, he's brought Celtic back to where we want to be. And him as a manager, I don't see any reason why he couldn't go to England and why he couldn't do any better than what any of the English managers are doing. So it's a compliment to Ange. And I think obviously right now he's happy being at Celtic, but eventually the door is going to have to open and he will eventually go one day. So you don't think this would be, timing-wise, what, what, what is it that, that makes you so sure at the moment, Ross? Is it the timing or is it the club? Is it a combination of both? You know, Leeds think- I'm talking about. Um, do, you, do you mean sorry about Ange not going right now? Yeah, like I said, every, every, I think every single Celtic fan this week has just sort of been pretty calm about it and thought, nah, you know that that won't happen. Is that all down to the the love, the relationship with Celtic, or is it that the the opportunity wouldn't be one that you think would be tempting enough? A bit of both. I think right now Ange's obviously got Celtic in a in a good place and. He's obviously focused on, on winning trophies at Celtic. I don't see any reason why he would want to go to, go to Leeds right now. Um, and I think, personally, I think he could probably get a better job in Leeds. And that's no disrespect to Leeds. They're a massive club. Um, but I think, for Ange, he wants to be playing football in the Champions League in Europe. And at Leeds, he won't, he won't, he won't, he won't get that. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, Ross is absolutely correct. This is a compliment to Ange Postacoglu and the job that he has done, the remarkable job that he has done in a year and a half since coming from Yokohama. Uh, it's a, a tribute to him that an English Premier League club, no matter their circumstances, no matter that they're fighting relegation, no matter that investment in the club may hinge on them staying in the division. Ange Postacoglu is being mentioned in these circles because he has done a remarkable job. Yeah, what have you made of it this week and, and today, Cammy? Yeah, again, I agree with you. I'm not surprised that he's been linked with the job. Um, he's done such a good job here on uh, Scotland and he's, he's took Celtic back to the levels they should be at. Um, I, I don't. I don't think the the job at the moment is right for him. I don't think he's ready and finished the what the work he wants to do at Celtic. Again. He's got a lot more to to bring to the table. He want another go at European football with them. But yeah, I agree that. I think in the summer there might be other opportunities come up because listen, see when you're doing well as a football player, there's there's clubs come in, take interest. But it's the exact same as a manager. When you're successful and doing well, the the clubs that have got bigger financial resources will come in and look look at you as um, a replacement for for the managerial role that's available. I'm at the not moment. I'm not talking about Ange Postecoglou here, but any manager looking at Leeds United tonight. I would be asking myself why people keep turning them down. Mm. And that's the thing, there are circumstances here which has allowed this to, to breathe throughout this week and, and almost keep going because 
Leeds haven't made an, an approach as far as we know to Celtic for Ange Postacoglu no. if they had they've, they've kept it very quiet um, but a couple of the, the first choice the second choice maybe yep. even the third choice yeah. all seem to be uh, ruling themselves out so their side of things down there still feels a bit uncertain and, and it, it's it's rumbling on the only analogy I would draw would be this is like trying to sell your house and people keep coming to view the property and keep saying no thank you my suspicious cynical mind would tell me there's something wrong with that house and that may very well be the case at Leeds United yeah but dampness Bit of dampness, bit of dampness yeah. Dampness, yeah. St- structural movement. <laughs> Cammy, Cammy's big into his property. He'll educate you during the, the break. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Ross, uh, thank you for your time. What about Paul? How do you feel, Paul? I don't assume that he's actually tied to a chair. It was just a nice quip uh, from John Kennedy. Uh, hi, God. Hi, you. Hi, hi, guys. Hello. Uh, I'm just like I'm marking a call tonight. It's not so much about hands. It's about to give John Kennedy a bit of praise. Uh, he done the press conference the, the day. Now, he, he's worked under numerous regimes at Celtic with the managerial uh, side of things, and he's he's been there. He's seen it. He's he's actually he's got a good bit of experience now. Uh, and it does just not the fact that he just comes across well, but the fact that he stayed at Celtic, and I'm sure he's had a, a lot of different opportunities, but the fact that Ange came in and saw uh, John Kennedy and Gavin Stark, and I never bought into this when the the, the season that it all went wrong, kind of. I mean, the, the, the iPad and stuff, a lot, a lot of rubbish, and people were questioning John Kennedy, but we, I'd like to give John Kennedy a wee bit of praise, how a guy has come in like Hans Postacoglu and, and kept him he's thought that this guy this guy's good enough for me and the rest of them but I think he's I think I've got a praise for John Kennedy that's a magnificent piece of understatement there Paul the season that went wrong kind of uh, <laughs> it was a fairly substantial kind of wrong and John Kennedy came in on this programme for some I thought personal abuse and it was deeply unfair on John Kennedy. He was a magnificent Celtic player whose career was cut short. He has been good enough for different managers at Celtic Park, including Ange Postacoglu, and therefore he is doing uh, a very good job on the club's behalf. He is faithful to the club, and today he willingly put himself in the firing line when he knew the first question was going to be not about St Mirren in the Cup but about Ange Postacoglu so he he deserves praise don't think we need to dish out lessons on press conference management but that, that was probably the perfect way to answer it as well wasn't it you know you can you can go all awkward yeah. and all oh, I'm not speaking about any yeah. speculation yeah just just have a bit of fun just yeah. smile and just make Humor. a daft joke about you know, wanting to keep Ange at the club. Humour always disarms people. There are not many places you can go after that. Uh, Ange will have to speak tomorrow. He will be obliged to speak before and after the cup tie against St Mirren. He can say whatever he wishes to say at that point. But John Kennedy just held the fort today. Uh, Paul, I keep saying it every... Your previous Celtic fan who was on Ross just saying, obviously Ange Postacoglu will leave at one point, but it won't be now and it won't be for Leeds. Is that something you would share? Yeah, I can't. I can't see. I honestly couldn't see him leaving the now, uh, and I definitely couldn't see him 
leaving for Leeds. Uh, I think uh, I was listening to uh, Marvin Bartley the other night talking about how the Leeds would manage the style of Leeds would be perfect for Ange. I don't know. That was under Bielsa. I mean, don't think Leeds are known as a particularly sil- silky football team. When I was growing up, they were known as kind of clugmates, as you know. But I don't. I, I don't think it'd be the right club for them. I believe they'll be looking at them. Because if, if the clubs are not looking at Ange uh, as a possible replacement, I don't think they're doing their job right. But I think, uh, I think I appreciate the club. If you, if you listen to some of the kind of Australian guys talking about maybe have a wee inclination about how he works, I think uh, he appreciates the club, he appreciates what he's came to. Uh, it seems like a guy that's always been up against it. Uh, in his career, he's always had his doubters. And now I think maybe he sees it as if he's getting a bit, a bit of his rewards uh, and the Champions League let's be honest we, we could have scored 100 goals but we never we played well but really we, we, we never done anything so I think Andrew will be seeing that as a bit of a failing and I think that would be one if, one thing that he would really like to put right and if you begin you know, Paul if you begin to discuss Ange in the context of how his style of football might suit Leeds United then you are inviting trouble for trying to move Ange Postacoglu closer to Leeds United as Gordon said earlier on he was just reacting to there, what Marvin was saying the there, other night there has been no approach whatsoever from Leeds United that we know of that we know of but Ange Postacoglu mm. that we know of is perfectly happy at Celtic Park so I think it, it, it's it's dangerous to start talking about how his style of football might fit in at Ellen Road but it is all hypothetical so you've not, you don't really get much choice um, and I suppose Cammy, the thing because of where Celtic are at the moment I, I use yep. some let's elevate this above Ange Postacoglu any manager who's up here and has designs on moving elsewhere at some point I would sympathise of how stressful that thought process could be because you're thinking well I don't want to miss my opportunity because you know the sliding doors in football we've seen it many times you don't want to miss your opportunity but it's February everybody who's laid eyes in Scottish football thinks Ange Postacoglu is going to win the league so even if he did want to leave soon which all the Celtic fans are telling us he doesn't even if on this some other planet that he does it's not like his stock's going to fall between now and or, or fall dramatically between now and in the summer or, or, or any time soon? No, it's, it's not. I think um, he's done such a good job over a period of time in a short space of time from where Celtic were in, in dire straits to, to then turning the club around so quickly. His stock isn't going to drop. For me, it's, it's going to be difficult. It would take a disaster for Celtic to, to lose the, the league this season. Um, so his stock's going to be really high in the summer. Plus, uh, listen, he trusts his early. He trusts his managerial um, ability. He, he's done it. He's been there. He does get the club I think when I listen to him speak and, and you see the way he conducts himself around Celtic he gets it he understands how big a footballing club they are don't get me wrong I, I do think Ange Postacoglu will move on at some point because he's such a good manager um, so Celtic fans need to enjoy him while he's here and, and they certainly are doing that at the moment because he's been so successful since he's came to Scottish football uh, thank you Paul 01419511025 It's a good time to call We'll speak to you next We're going to hear from Michael Beale Very soon as well You are the voice of Scottish football Call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard 
Cammy Bell and Hugh Evans are both here and both waiting for your calls. 01419511025. And if you'd rather tweet, you can do that at Clyde SSB. Let's go straight back to the phones. We are about to hear from Michael Beale in the not too distant future as well, Rangers fan. So that would be a good time for you to get involved. But let's bring in John, who's a Celtic fan in Edinburgh first. How's it going, John? It's all good this evening. How are you guys? Good, thank you. Good. What's your point tonight? My point is around Ange and, and going down south. I think the style of Ange's football, the expansive style as a Celtic fan, it's so attractive to watch. It's fantastic. In Scotland, it's easy to do when you recruit that because in reality, there's only two teams that can win that league. You just know how people set up against them. However, you go to England, I think two things have happened. I think you get chairmen looking at Ange's style and go, can we replicate that in the league? Which is full of, full of some of the best players in the world and who play a different style of football, for one. It's a big risk because the second part of that is, it's, and it's certainly not to indulge a style, but there's £120 million riding on that. It's, it's, to me, it's a big ask. I think he is an amazing manager, done great things, whatever he's been. But I think the EPL is a very different animal to where he's been in his style, I think would be a risk. And would, would Chairman be willing to take that risk because it comes with a huge financial penalty? You're, you're so let me get this straight, John. Just sorry, just to simplify, because we've not had a single call of this nature this week. You, rather than saying you think Ange would stay, you don't think he's done enough to warrant interest from the English Premier League? Absolutely not at all. It's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that he, I, I'm... I have no doubt he would be on the radar for a lot of English teams, of right. course. But what I'm saying is, I think it's a bigger leap of faith because of the style he plays versus the teams mm. he would come up against. Because he's only going to get a mid-ranking English EPL team. He's not going to get a top four or a top six. So if you look at those teams, would the chairman of those teams think, like, I love this guy's style. How long is it going to take to, for us to adapt to that style? And as a huge, the trap door is a very expensive trap door. Well, that does sound to me like you're doubting whether an English Premier League club would be interested in Ange, but I won't, let's not split hairs over it any longer. Well, Maybe I'm interpreting yeah. that wrong. The, the one point that John has got correct is that clearly it's a higher level of football down there. Um, I would, for example, draw your attention, John, to Stephen Gerrard. Stephen Gerrard won one trophy out of 11 in his time at Rangers and uh, then got the Aston Villa job. Um, because his name was Steven Gerrard, not because he stopped Celtic getting 10 in a row. Uh, so they make decisions for all manner of reasons down south. Um, again, we have to come back to it. The bottom line in all of this is that, to the very best of our knowledge, no one, including Leeds United, has approached Celtic for Ange Postacoglu. Cammy, what do you make of, of John's take on it? Um, no, listen, I, I think Ange Postacoglu would, would fit in perfectly well um, in the English Premier League. I, I think his he's style of football, there's a number of teams that, that play good football and, and pass from the back and, and want to put, play through the lines and expansive football. So there's there's loads of teams in the English Premier League that like to play that way. Um, there's very few and far between that are very direct, I would say. Um, so you look at the likes of Brighton, for example, they play great football, uh, move the ball really fast and well so and they adapt it because mm. the manager that goes into that club or the club over a period of time bring in players that can handle playing that type of football yeah, it would be relative wouldn't it you, whether it's Ange Postacoglu or not 
if it was someone from up here, you're going from signing players on 20, 30 yeah. grand a week to signing ones on 80, 90 grand. Yeah, and you're, you're spending 50, 60, 70 million pounds on players. So it, it's, it's totally different. Again, it would take time. I would agree that if Ange Postacoglu goes into a club, would he, would he be successful straight away? Maybe not as successful because of the style of football. It might take a period of time to bed in that, that style and get the player that he likes to play that style of football. That's maybe where um, John's kind of pointing the finger at that it might not be an immediate impact for Ange Postacoglu to go in. Um, but I still do think there's a number of teams that play good style of expansive football in the English I, Premier League. I can imagine Ange sitting there tonight tied to the chair, <laughs> listening to the radio, <laughs> unable to move anywhere and thinking... They're talking about me and how I'd fit in at Leeds United. I, I, I'm the Celtic manager and no one from Leeds United has asked me about mm. the job. Yeah, but see if we take that approach, the show only lasts till five past six. You know, you've done many of these. We sometimes need to deal in the hypothetical. We sometimes need to listen to John Kennedy, look at it from all different sides. If you want to knock it in the head at two minutes past six, then we'll all just go up the road. I want to knock on the head the theory that people are trying to move Andrew to Celtic Park and take him somewhere nah, else. Nah, but see, you've missed the other side of it because if you look at my Twitter feed right now, and this is the beauty of Glasgow, on one hand you're being accused of trying to drive Ange Postacoglu out of Celtic by mm-hmm. Celtic fans, but the Rangers fans say that you're artificially bumming up Ange Postacoglu <laughs> and he doesn't deserve to be mentioned. Well, so they can go and sort out amongst themselves. I would invite the Rangers fans to have a look at the league table and uh, find out why people are praising Ange Postacoglu and I'd invite them to look at one defeat in the last 57 league games for Ange Postacoglu. I'm sure it's all just good fun. I think 01419511025. Thank you, John. Let's hear from Michael Beale. He has been speaking today ahead of that game against Partick Thistle in the Scottish Cup tomorrow. Uh, He gave various injury updates and so on he confirmed Antonio Cholak will start on Sunday is it Sunday? yes Sunday my apologies Uh, he says they've had good news on John Lundstrom's injury he gave an update on on various others as well so write these down if you want to remember them Kamar Roof back in training obviously Yanis has had an extra week as well so delighted with that uh, so we've got a strong squad. We'll pick a strong team as well. Won't be too many changes. Is John Sutter any closer to a return to the matchday squad? Not just yet, no. He's still training in isolation, similar to Tom. Uh, their their situation's just dragging out a little bit. So no like specific update on that. They're, they're doing individual work at the moment. John, are you sure OK? John won't be available this weekend. We're hoping to be back for the Livingston game. So we had some good news on that one. It was a sore one. He went to block a shot and rolled his ankle. At the time, you're thinking we won't take any risk with it because obviously we had a particularly strong bench with Malik and Glenn Kamara on it. So hopefully he'll be back in time for Livingston next week. He'll definitely be fit for the cup final at the end of the month. Definitely an opportunity for Cholak to play. Uh, I think he's waited frustratingly on the sidelines to get an opportunity because Alfredo's been in good form. And in all fairness to Antonio, he's not been 100% fit in the time I've been here. But he's had a really good 10 days now of solid training. He looks strong. So early team news will be Cholak will play. Whether he plays Morelos or not, we'll, we'll decide nearer the time. He's always very open with the injury yeah. updates, Hugh. I suppose one that has been a talking point since the day he walked in the door. It sounds like 
you know, if John Souter did he say still doing individual training yeah, in isolation? Work, yeah. You know, I know he did say there had been a setback because you'll remember there was an initial plan to have him back for the St. Johnson game in the squad. I think mm, yep. I'm sure that was mentioned a while ago. If, so. if John Souter uh, and you know he's had a terrible time with injury, and we can only wish him well. If John Souter was a hundred percent fit, he wouldn't get a game just now anyway, because Rangers have a very settled back four. Uh, uh, but is it extremely settled? Because it has to be. Because you see. You know, teams teams use players, don't they? You always mention it how it's a it's a it's a squad game these days. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's just not available as an option. I, I, the, the, you know, I just think that he yes is training in isolation, but he can be allowed the time to recuperate fully and come back when he is really fit because there's no yeah immediate rush. I mean, sure. it, to be perfectly honest. Partick Thistle have lost their last two games to Hamilton Ackies, bottom club in the championship, and to Cove Rangers, who haven't started well under Paul Hartley. The last thing that Ian McCall needs, really, is Rangers at Ibrooks. Yeah, I mean, Cammy, I always kind of caveat this by saying that it's obviously the most frustrated person will be John Souter, and you get sympathy for anyone who has injury yep. difficulties. But you can also understand, and that purely unforgiving football fan mentality thinking when are we going to see this guy yeah it's just been it's been a horrendous start for John Souter to his Rangers career um, and again obviously he's had big injuries at Hearts as well um, so it's it's disappointing for John himself um, I do agree with, with you that they have time but even if they didn't have time would they rush John Souter back I don't think so with his yeah. injury history I think he gives is given extra time to make sure he is 100% fit when he goes back onto the pitch because I sometimes think when players have picked up loads of injuries in their career um, especially the long term ones if they go back 80% fit then the chances are they will break down so they'll want to make sure he's had a good 2-3 weeks of full training before he's even entering the field in a, in a, a proper game Yeah, before we look specifically uh, at the Cup in fact, let's hear another bit from Michael Beal we've got Scott and Johnston on the line so we'll speak to him in a second uh, he's looking forward to welcoming a non-premiership side to Ibrooks and Partick Thistle he says it's a welcome break from the league yeah, it's quite nice actually. Obviously, you play a lot of the teams in the Division Three, definitely three, but some four. And if you draw them in the Cup as well, it becomes a bit of a groundhog because uh, obviously you know so much about each other, and it can sort of make for at times a stale game or a very stuffy game. It's nice to play a team that's not in our in our league, but also we're knowing that they've got nothing to lose coming to Ibrox this weekend. I'm sure that's what Corley will be telling his team. Um, We've got everything to gain as well. It's making sure that we we, um, we play justice to the importance it, it has for us at Rangers. Justice to the importance it has. What about Scott on the line? How important? I feel like this is already a stupid question, Scott, but it's not the first and it won't be the last. How important is the Scottish Cup to you this season? It's very important. It's more important than it was last year because... At the end of the day, uh, yeah, we all t- turn around and say it ourselves and we can always go for it. But the way Celtic are champion on, the league's over and we need these cups more than anybody. Yeah, I suppose that, that makes sense, doesn't it, Hugh? Because yeah. Michael Beale's league record so far can't be faulted, but Celtic have done the exact same thing. So in terms of measuring that uh, progress on a league table or, or versus your opponent pretty tough to do when they're so consistent you can however go and try and win cup competitions that they're in yeah Rangers are the holders therefore they really want to defend their trophy against Partick Thistle 
I do take the point It's an old football cliche That the, the cup is a, a break from the pressures of the league uh, Unless of course you're Aberdeen And you go to Darvel And unless of course you're Motherwell And you're faced with race rovers away tomorrow uh, But for Rangers I do think that, that they are Overwhelming favourites To get past Partick Thistle And if they avoid Celtic in the draw They'll play Celtic in the final of that cup as well yeah, totally agree with you. I think they're they're huge favourites um, in that game against Partick Thistle. Again, if it had been away from home, it could have been a little bit more stickier with the pitch. And that Ibrox will be a good surface. It'll be a good opportunity for Michael Beale to get some game time into players that haven't been playing as well. I think he'll be comfortable enough knowing that his squad's strong enough to get game time into players that aren't playing. To, to they've still got enough to progress to, through the next round and. As Hugh said as well, I, I, I can't see it if they avoid each other, Celtic and Rangers. They're, they're too strong at the moment and too far away from everyone else that they mm. will meet each other in the final if they avoid each yeah. other. They've not met in many uh, cup finals in the Scottish Cup, have they, in recent seasons? Um, I take the point, maybe they're stronger now than, than they have been. Um, Scott, we heard from... Michael Beale there talking about you know injuries, but Cholak will play. You know needs a chance and might play alongside Alfredo Morelos. That's something that's been spoken about forever. Is that something that excites you? Something you might see tomorrow? To get the two guys on the park, yes, because I'd love to see a kind of Hayley McCoyst kind of tag team thing with him. Because a big fella can jump, he, uh, Morelos can break people down and pull them away, and then maybe make him the target man. It's, uh, I'm excited about that, yeah. Yeah. Cammy, what was an interesting though is two up front becomes this real thing that people hang their hat on, and particularly Morelos and Cholak, but Sakala and Morelos pretty much played up front as a two last week, didn't yeah. they, against uh, Ross County? You know, it's, because it's not Morelos and Cholak, yeah. um, it, it seems like this bigger deal um, but, but maybe tomorrow is the day I think that's what everyone's wanting to see though is can they play together and how they work together because again Cholak is a bigger striker a more of a, a target man can hold up and, and, and Morelos can do that as well but again he's got the physicality to flick on and, and just to see how they partner up together and, and work off each other I think the game on Sunday it's a great opportunity for it to happen listen see if it doesn't happen on Sunday I don't think we'll see it very often because you're at home to Partick Thistle and no disrespect to Partick Thistle but they're not in good form at the moment either it's an opportunity just to try it out from the start of the game see how it goes and if it isn't working there they aren't working well together they're not getting enough joy then they can change it they've got a number of players that they can change their, their system their formation their personnel on the pitch but yeah I think if we don't see it on Sunday I don't think we'll see it probably this season. Uh, what else is on your mind tonight, Scott? It was just uh, the reason that I phoned. One of the reasons I phoned was uh, it was about the gentleman saying that he doesn't think that teams down in England to be looking at post uh, big hands. Well, huh? during the day, I, I do a job for a driver, but I'm a taxi driver and I listen to talk sport during the day. And that's all they spoke about is Leeds being an attacking team and they need somebody to refine it, and big hands would be the man to do it. So they don't you think that he could do it? I don't believe for one minute he's going to leave Celtic in the lurch and go away. He's got he's got things to finish here. He wants an air crack at the Champions League, blah blah. He says, but under the way he has Celtic moving forward constantly on an attack, and that's the way that Leeds were kind of playing, and the pundits who doing in England think that he'd be the man to refine that. What's your thoughts on that? 
Yeah, it's I know we're back to the hypothetical, yeah. Hugh, but for many, that's why the last call I, I was just trying to explore the point because for, for many people down there, not us, uh-huh. it is the style that, that makes it a good fit, but the, the previous caller actually felt it was the thing that would go against Ange Postacoglu. My feeling, Scott, is that you as a Ranger supporter and all of your fellow Ranger supporting men, women and children would be delighted if Ange took the Leeds United job. Uh, See, this is the thing, isn't it? This is what I said, this mad rivalry. This, we go around in circles, I can see tweets saying, ah, but he's not that good anyway, look how bad he was in Europe. And, and, and then you're right, you hear um, high-profile Rangers figures in the media saying, I'll drive him there myself. Yeah, of course. So... Um, caught in between yeah. whether to acknowledge that he's done a good job or not it, it's, you know we're actually into February and we've got the panto season still with us because <laughs> is he good enough oh yes he is oh no he's not <laughs> uh, so I am delighted that Celtic are playing tomorrow and Ange speaks unless he sends John Kennedy to do the post-match press conference, which would be Oh, then you'll really get your cynical hat oh, on, won't you? Oh, I will then be checking Glasgow Airport. Here's the question for you then, Scott. You've set up yourself. You drive around a lot. Would you drive Ange Postacoglu to Leeds? Of course I would drive him down there as a Rangers man to get him away and, and cause a wee bit upset in the camp. <laughs> but <clears throat> in, all, in a football sense, I can't see the man going. There we are. That was Scott and Johnson. Thank you very much. It's a great time to call. We'll try and get you on next. 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish Football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Cammy Bell are here. It's 0141-951-1025 Honestly, Cammy, never a dull day uh, during the, the travel news. Hugh Evans has been celeb spotting this morning. He bumped into Fleur East, apparently. I don't know if it was at Canny's Burn Toll or whatever it was, <laughs> but oh, he's, he's quite taken... Don't say anything you'll regret. That would be no, my no, only no. advice to you. No. Um, Mrs. Keevens will be listening, but we were starstruck. I held the door open for Fleur, who was... Who <laughs> well, was first name terms now. Oh, yeah, of lovely. course. Uh, and we said, good morning. And uh, she said, what about VAR? Uh, <laughs> is no, Ange going to go to Leeds? No, she didn't. You know, but no, this, is why, this is why, Cammy, people want to be me. I met a man on Monday whose son, Oliver Carlton, 10 years old, Wants to be Hugh Keevans. Wow. Wow. I thought he was going to say this is why people want to beat me, which I would understand a bit more. He, but he wants to be my successor on <laughs> Super Scoreboard. <laughs> Listen, he's more than welcome. Get tomorrow night, tomorrow, two o'clock in the afternoon. Be but here, Oliver. In the meantime, you're more than welcome. Fleur was saying that she didn't think that Partick this would have much of a chance, but she was afraid for Motherwell at that point. Yeah, sure How did she smell, Hugh? Like. The Botanic Gardens. Yeah, see, he was complimenting her perfume a lot yeah. during the, the break, so you've just set him up there. 0141951-1025. About to speak to Sean on the line. In fact, let's just do that now. I'll give you the Aki's Hearts team um, a little bit later. Let's go straight to Sean's call, because I know he's been hanging on. How are you, Sean? No bad, Gordon. How are you? Yeah, can't complain. What's your point tonight? Hi, panel. Um it's not so much a point. Uh, kind of phoned in a couple of times and made my opinions clear. It's actually more of a, a kind of observation or a, a personal opinion. Um, <clears throat> I think my personal opinion is since Andrew's come into the club, he's kind of sort of controlled the narrative. There's questions they put out, and he doesn't want to answer. He changes the subject. Well, I kind of think that we all this stuff being made about John Kennedy taking a press conference today my personal opinion about the way things have been run in the last 18 months I would not be surprised 
if in the next coming days to a week, Ange Postecoglou is going to sign a long-term contract. That's that's the way I'm looking at this. Simply because they don't give in their way. It's kind of smoking mirrors. I, I think that, that's been done today on purpose. Celtic had said it was always going to be that way. That may have been the case. That's my personal take on it. And I said to your um, researcher, I just wanted to put that point to the panel. I like you? it. I like the theory, Sean, because you know. You- some people would say, "Oh, John Kennedy does it because Angie's leaving." That's like the cynical yeah, one. Yeah. But Sean's Sean's gone the other way. What do you make of that, Hugh? Long term contract <clears throat> incoming for Ange Postecoglou. He says Ange Postecoglou is fifty eight years old in August. Um, a long boy, term, really. Yeah, when you think about compared it, compared to me, yes, but maybe not to you, Tammy. <laughs> uh, at the age of fifty eight, if he were to sign a long term contract, that is the commitment to Celtic that keeps him at Celtic for as long as he is a top class manager Um, we'll then find out if Ange has any thoughts in even his deepest subconscious about leaving Celtic this would be the time to test him because I say 58 years old in August what he does now whether it's in Glasgow or anywhere else determines how he spends his time at the top level. Uh, if he signs a long-term contract with Celtic, that's it. He is Mr Celtic. Or it, it obviously protects the business asset, yeah. Cammy. So Remember Brendan Rodgers, for a start, he had a long-term deal. That's why Celtic made good money off him. Yep. As dramatic as his exit was, and as, um, as uh, angry as the responses were, Celtic made good money off that. And look at this week, the West Brom manager, he was linked with the Leeds job Two hours later, he signed a new contract at, at West Brom. And again, it's, it's protecting, as you say, Gordon, protecting your assets. And at this moment in time, Ange Postacoglu is a huge asset for Celtic Football Club if they can get him on a long-term deal. And again, it might suit both, both parties that they get him on a deal where there is a figure already agreed that if the compensation, if somebody comes in for, for him, uh, the compensation package agreement is already in place within the contract. So sometimes that that's the way that the clubs will look at it, that they'll agree with the manager, Look, whether it be five, six, seven million, whatever the figure is, it's already in the contract that we agree that if somebody comes in and you wanted to move on, that would be the payment that we would receive. As, and as, I, as things stand, Cammy, I think Peter Lawwell, the chairman, Michael Nicholson, the chief executive, the Celtic supporters and the Celtic players would rather have Ange Coglu mm. than the money. Yeah, oh, of course. No, but, but, if it, but, but would you would you rather lose Ange Postecoglou yeah. through absolutely nothing or have eight nine million out of it? But so yeah. that, that's a business model for me. That Celtic are very good at this it's as well. Same right? as a player. And in, yeah. interestingly, right to to lump these two together, um, Celtic tonight have announced financial results. Mm-hmm. Profits up to thirty four million in the last six months. Yeah. Champions League money. Yeah. Um, First half of the season, overall revenue seventy six million. Uh, you know, so it wouldn't be a bad time, I guess, to throw a couple of quid Ange Postecoglou's way. And as Cammy says, look after the business because you say Celtic fans would rather have him than the money. Of yeah. course they would, but it's just the same as a player, well, isn't it? Yeah, a long term deal. If ever anyone deserved a, a hike in his wage, it's uh, Ange Postecoglou for all that he has done. Uh, he has not been denied any money by uh, the Celtic board pre. Peter Lawwell, post Peter Lawwell. Uh, and, you know, Celtic have a squad that is strength in depth personified. Ange Postacoglu m- may feel like another real good go, a better go at the Champions League than 
Celtic had this season it might be good news weekend for the Celtic fans it might be terrific figures on the financial report front and it might be a good time to announce that they have nailed down instead of tied up uh, Ange Postacoglu So you think this leads let's call it interest speculation Sean we don't know what stage it will get to if it goes any further at all but you think this is enough to to sort of cause Celtic to act um, I don't I don't think that's that's the the, uh, the catalyst alright you think it was in the pipeline already uh, well I, I think this is kind of this is just kind of brought it to the forefront but I, th- I think the way the way he's performed the way he's never flustered he's not been flustered in 18 months and that's some track record in Scottish football when you've, you when you've not really get something to batter you with that's never happened. I think it might have been on the pipeline, but I think it brings it to the forefront. There's people sniffing about. If Le- he's not going to leave Celtic to go to Leeds United, although they're a massive club, but they're just in a different level um, to where they were. But I think uh, I think you can always be tempted. I think it's just, as you said, it's in the business interest, but I don't think the way he's come in... The- the way he talks, the way he's been for 18 months, I just don't think that's his personality. He's just, he's the, the complete opposite of Brendan Rodgers. No worries, Sean. Thank you very much. It's a good theory. We'll see how it pans out in the coming days. And it's that time on your Friday night already. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. Oh, it's been quite the week on Beat the Pundit. It has been quite the week. Did news reach Annan of Wednesday night's epic? Did you hear about this? No. Simon Donnelly got a seven. Wow. And And lost. (laughs) Wow. Eight, seven. It was unbelievable. Last night was a bit more believable, I think, wasn't it? It was a bit closer, a bit more predictable. Uh, Let's see how we can finish the week. 01419511025. And the lines close at seven. So if you want to beat the pundit, give us a call. The headlines 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Cammy Bell are here. at 01419511025. If you just missed the first hour of the show, we heard from John Kennedy. It is not yet clear if Ange Postacoglu is still tied to that chair or not. But as you would imagine, lots of calls about the speculation linking him with Leeds. We heard from Michael Beale looking ahead to the game with Partick Thistle in the Scottish Cup. There's an hour left of the show. What about any Hearts fans, Hamilton fans? Would you like to get in touch? Because that game kicks off in 40 minutes' time, the first of this weekend's Cup fixtures. We're going to speak to Darvel manager Mick Kennedy as soon as we've done this. Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. Come on then, beat the pundit time. I did say it's been a dramatic week, an 8-7 victory for a listener earlier this week. Craig is in Knightswood. Craig, you don't need to get eight. Usually three or four will do it, all right? Right, that's good. Yeah. Good, don't need as many as that. In fact, it says you're a Partick Thistle fan, so you're on to, to try and get a double of big shock results this weekend. Well, hopefully, we'll see what happens at the weekend, you never know, but... What's got more chance of happening, you winning this signed ball or your team leaving Ibrooks with a victory? We'll wait and see what happens, eh? (laughs) You think he was a manager? Keep his cards close to his chest. He'll be telling me he's taking it one game at a time in a minute. Anyway. Should tie him to a chair. Heads it will be Hugh Keevans and tails it will be Cammy Bell. And it is heads. It's Hugh Keevans against Craig from Knightswood. So... 
What we'll do here is give Hugh something else to listen to Craig And I'll turn it up nice and loud so that he can't hear us And I'll get this clock ready So 30 seconds, answer as many as you can And pass if you don't know That's all you need to know, alright? Okay Let's go then, 30 seconds and your time starts now How many permanent Rangers managers were there between Walter Smith's two spells in charge? Two Which Asian country did Aaron Moy play in before joining Celtic? Australia Name any current SPFL side that Gary Boland managed Livingston Name any team Anthony Ralston played for on loan from Celtic And United Which team does Zach Rudden play for? St Johnson Name either Scottish side that Harry Souter played for Dundee United Who's got more Scotland caps, David Marshall or Alan Ruff? David Marshall Hugh Keevans, can you hear us? I can Are you ready? I am Let's do it then How many permanent Rangers managers were there between Walter Smith's two spells? Two Which Asian country did Aaron Moy play in before joining Celtic? Um, Japan Name any current SPFL side that Gary Boland managed um, Montrose Name any team Anthony Ralston played for on loan from Celtic St Johnston Which team does Zach Rudden play for? Um, St Mirren Name either Scottish team that Harry Souter played for Hearts <laughs> What do you think Craig? You got I'm three more so questions sure than him questions. I know there's a couple of questions I'm not sure if I've got right or not mm, Let's find out How many permanent Rangers managers Between Walter Smith's spells Let's count them Dick Advocate Alex McLeish And Paul Le Guin uh, Three You both went uh, two So it's nil-nil Aaron Moy was playing in South Korea China Shanghai uh, To be specific So after two questions It was nil-nil And I was a bit worried here However Craig started to come into his own. Gary Boland managed Livy, Airdrie, Forfer. Oh. Um, those were the choices. Did not. Oh, I see. Current SPFL side. I was thinking Cowdenbeath. I'd forgotten they'd mm. dropped out. Uh, name any team Anthony Ralston was on loan from Celtic, St Johnston, Dundee United, or Queen's Park. So you both got that. Mm. So it's 2 1. Uh, to Craig now Zach Rudden used to play for Partick Thistle so Craig had a wee advantage you're half right Hugh St Johnston he's just gone there so 3-1 to oh, Craig goodbye. slipping away and you got the next one wrong anyway Harry Souter Dundee United and Ross County so it's a 3 was that a 4 actually a 4-1 four, 4-1 four, for Craig who even had time to get the last one wrong Craig Alan Ruff has 53 caps oh no David Marshall has 47 I thought you would know your Alan Ruff being a Thistle <laughs> fan you see this is what happens you meet Fleur East and you then go south and beat the Bundit <laughs> well 4-1 it's a convincing victory Craig I can't promise you a 4-1 victory at Ibrox I'm sure you would take it are you how would you rate your uh your thoughts ahead of tomorrow It's obviously a big ask Sunday sorry It's a big ask isn't it Yeah it's a big ask The last two league games Haven't been great at home Losing to the two You know Minor sides Is, is such in the league And uh, obviously That's kind of Scuppered our league So hopefully the cup We can do something It'd be nice to get a victory But we all know what's, What might happen you know It's a big crowd going though Craig So what's the driver there Is that you know, because you not had the chance to go to these. Sorry to remind you, you not not had the chance to go to these grounds too often in, in recent years, and, and just a big day out in the cup. Is that what drives it rather than than, than high hopes? Uh, we always like to take a good crowd away in Scottish Cup games and even away games. We do, so it's just one of these optimistic things. You just never know, do you? In the day. Yeah, such an interesting cup tie, Hugh Evans. I'm sure uh, Ian McCall privately will hope. Well, 
people believe because you have to you believe you can cause cause an upset there well congratulations to Ian McCall because last weekend he had his 900th game as a senior manager he's seen the highs and lows of it all uh, and he will look forward to Ibrooks um, because it is a, a a welcome change for him because you know Craig on the line knows that the defeats to Hamilton and to Cove wouldn't have gone down well with the Partick Thistle fans. Ian would have got plenty in his ear uh, on those occasions. He can go to Ibrooks and have a free hit at Rangers because not that, not mm. one soul, yep. even the two thousand five hundred Thistle fans who are going yep. there, don't believe they'll win. Well, speaking of big crowds, there's a very big crowd heading to Hamilton from Hearts tonight. Thanks to Craig, by the way. Well done on your beat the pundit victory, a convincing one, a real popular one. Imagine the, the nation hearing Hugh Keevens getting beaten so so convincingly, very convincingly yeah. tonight. It's a, I think it was a very popular winner. Well done to Craig. Um, we're apparently talking about. The biggest or one of the biggest travelling supports ever to go to Hamilton tonight. Talking about yeah. four thousand. Wow. Uh, well, the, the Hearts fans are incredible. You know, they played Livingston recently in the league, and I think they took something in the region of six or seven thousand yeah. to the Tony Macaroni. Yeah, I think four thousand around that tonight. I'll, I'll quickly run through the teams. Forgive me, these are not in position order. Um, but Ryan Fulton and goal for the Ackies, Matthew Shields, Dan O'Reilly, Scott Martin, Lewis Smith, Dylan McGowan, Dylan Stevenson, Jean-Pierre Tihi, Regan Tumulty, Lucas Debolly, and Fergus Owens uh, for the Ackies. Um, and if you were wondering if Hearts would play the big hitters, then yeah, we'd have to say most of them. Obviously the biggest hitter of them all, Andy Halliday, uh, he is on the bench. He wouldn't, wouldn't lower himself no, to you know, Scottish no. Cup action on, on AstroTurf. Um, but Xander Clark in goal, Michael Smith, Stephen Kingsley, George Grant, Barry Mackay, Alex Cochran, Toby Sibick, Stephen Humphreys, we know what he's capable of, Josh Janelli, James Hill, Robert Snodgrass. So remember, Shankland is suspended. So that's a, that's a very strong team from Hearts, isn't it? Very strong. And again, Robbie will want to, to keep momentum going. He'll want to keep his players playing games. It's on AstroTurf, but listen, they face AstroTurf in their own league as well. So it's nothing new to the players. I'm pretty sure they'll probably prepared on AstroTurf this week. So he'll just want to keep momentum going, keep players playing games, winning games of football. And yeah, listen, I think Hearts will be far too strong for them tonight for Hamilton. Hamilton need to hang in there. The first 30 minutes is really important for them because if they lose a goal that could end up being any number with that, that heart side that we've got we had John Rankin on last night Hugh it's yeah. a strange scenario because they're actually unbeaten in six they've won five of those games yeah. and in that respect they come into it feeling quite good about themselves they are still bottom of the championship it's not had the time for that to translate into a climb up the table again they can express themselves tonight because the priority for Hamilton Ackies is to stay in the championship and they're making uh, serious inroads into that job now, having had a terrible start to the season. This is the proverbial free hit for them, because nobody expects them to beat Hearts, uh, and nor should they beat Hearts. So, go ahead and give it a go. Uh, right, I'm pleased to say we're joined on the line by a man who's played a part in writing arguably the story of the Scottish Cup this year, regardless of what happens, but I know he'll be hoping there are more chapters to come. It's Darville manager Mick Kennedy. How's it going, Mick? Yeah, I'm good, mate. How are you? Yeah, not bad. I'm just delighted that having been in this studio for over an hour a couple of weeks ago, it's not put you off for life. And uh, you've, you've been kind enough to give us your time because I know you'll be busy. How, how do you feel going into this one then? Yeah, hey, looking forward to it. 
bit excitement as well. Obviously, it's been a few weeks obviously since the Aberdeen game. Uh, there's obviously been uh, a lot of attention on the club and the players and myself since that period. So I, we're just looking forward to the game now. Does it feel like a different dynamic because with the increased attention, as you say, it even probably becomes an expectancy this time? Does it does it change? Does it feel different? Uh, not, not, not in the sense of that I suppose you prepare the way we prepared in terms of taking on Aberdeen. Uh, there is obviously obviously a different kind of expectancy on on everyone because of that performance and the result. So certainly probably within the town and stuff. I'm not sure how that sort of transcends to, to the wider sort of country. But listen, we expect you put on a really strong performance. We'll try and implement your style, your philosophy, and impose ourselves on the game the way we did against Aberdeen. But I think everybody's fully aware of the challenge that. Falkirk will bring as well and obviously following the Aberdeen result I'm sure that they'll come fully focused to make sure there's no other cup upset Yeah I'm sure your players won't won't be complacent but has that been part of the 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 discussion or part of the approach from you to not fall into the the trap that people on the outside would say well if you can beat Aberdeen you can beat Falkirk I think everybody knows it's it's not going to be that simple is it? No, I, I don't think it'll be that simple at all. You're right. Uh, we have been reaffirming that message this morning. It's not uh, sorry this week. It's not about being overconfident. It's it's having the same belief in ourselves, but but still being humble and approach the game in the right manner. Make sure we've got the right focus uh, and, and try our utmost to get through it in the next round. But uh, as I say, it'll be a really really difficult tie as well. I think Falkirk will come really well prepared. Obviously, John McGlynn's renowned for being a sort of attractive style of football himself and I'm sure they'll become they'll, they'll be well drilled this week in terms of their approach and how we will approach the game as well so it'll be a really difficult task Mick Hugh Evans here so much attention was given to your motivational speech in the dressing room prior to the game against Aberdeen live on the telly are you going for the sequel? Yeah, sequel definitely sure so, <laughs> there's probably no pressure on me in Monday there is the players to be fair so uh, yeah, yeah. So I need to get some preparation in place and, and get ready for that myself. So, so it's going to be—is it getting filmed again? <clears throat> yeah, BBC have asked to film it again, and we've, we've agreed to that request. So that—that uh, <laughs> that is that is pressure because as as the guys have said, Cammy, you do it once, you do a good job of it. If Mick, there is, he's right. Forget the team trying to replicate their performance. He needs to get this team talk right. Yeah, Mick's got a huge job on his uh, his hands there because he was phenomenal again. The speech was brilliant. Let's let's be honest, it was really really good. Very um, touching for a lot of people um, when you listen to the way that Mick speaks and um, listen. They absolutely delivered on the night, and I'm pretty sure Mick will deliver another great speech on on Monday night, and hopefully um, it'll do the job to. To motivate Mick. the players to get over the line for Falkirk. What you have to do, Mick, is get Al Pacino any given Sunday, <laughs> get it on the beta max, <laughs> memorise every word, and give it the darbo. This man's an original. He doesn't need to copy it from from elsewhere. What's life been like, Mick? Because the spotlight, you know, as you say, shone very brightly on. We had you on in the show, which went down really well. We really enjoyed it. Um, and then, you know, I think you lost the next game, didn't you, to Arthurley? You've then bounced back with two good victories against Clydebank and Irvin Meadow without conceding. Offside goals uh, against Clydebank. Uh, the Bankies fan, Hugh Keevans in here. Um, what, initially, if you think about that Arthurley game, you know, was it tough to sort of shift focus back and, and go back to the bread and butter? Did uh, you know, in a strange sort of way, it was strange on the day because I was always worried about how we'd approach the game and start the game. We were actually excellent for 45 minutes, we went in 2 up. 
uh, it, it, there was really no hangover from from the game against Aberdeen. We just really did a really poor fifteen minutes in the, the game, if I remember back to it. And uh, and all that across the ninety minutes, we played really well. But listen, there's still real quality of level as well. And if you're not at it for ninety minutes or any given game, then the reality you'll be punished more punished. Uh, on, on that day but I don't think it really had to do with a hangover from the Monday because I thought over the piece we were excellent on the day but there's two really strong performances against a very good Clydebank side and obviously on Meadow on Saturday so uh, again we're just everybody's now fully focused on the Falkirk game uh, but it's been I think the, the, the difficult thing is it's been a wee bit surreal to be fair the last couple of weeks for myself as an individual just it's also been very humbling as well to be honest with you obviously been on the show which was obviously a great uh, honour to come on and obviously there's been other bits and pieces I've done for the TV over the last couple of weeks which will come out over the next few days and stuff like that so it's been pretty humbling to be fair and I've been really appreciative of all the support I've been given across the country so but we need to get back to the focus and the focus is trying to progress in the cup tie on Monday yeah, I like how Mick mentioned about the hangover from the game because obviously that can be taken two ways. You've got the emotional oh, hangover yeah. and the actual hangover of having enjoyed the the Mick, game. But it, your player Chris Truesdale has been on our news bulletin at seven o'clock yeah. there, saying that he's wanting to beat Falkirk because he doesn't have to go to school the following day. So that's the incentive: beat Falkirk and go on the razzle. Uh, well, I do say the last time we beat Aberdeen, Chris had to go home and get a good night's sleep to go into school the next day. So I think the schools are off. Schools are off on Monday and Tuesday. So I think Chris has got an extra bit of incentive uh, to one on Monday. So, uh, but listen, everyone, everybody's looking forward to it. I actually think it'll be a very good football spectacle. Uh, if I'm being honest with you, I think two teams will probably try to play football the right way. So I think it'll actually be a good game to watch and. We we'll just need to see who can impose ourselves in the game the most and get into the next round. Is it, how have the players taken it? Has it been different for them? I mean, that's just a small example. You know, your, your goalkeeper being on the news there, and it's. I know a lot of them have played at a good level, but it's almost a kind of a newfound fame, if you like, or all the all the attention that they've they've had in recent weeks. How, how have they found that? Uh, it's strange. I think a lot of the attention probably fell on the lads who've not had a proper senior career, like so, Chris. Tuesdale and Craig Tuesdale, who are two of the standouts on the night. Uh, so again, I think it's been a wee bit surreal for them as well, alongside myself. There's obviously a core of the squad that's played uh, at senior football at a really good level in this country, but maybe not been part of an occasion like that night or had a lot of success in terms of winning a trophy. Or so I, I think for everybody connected with the club, it's it, it's, it's been a, a, a real surreal two weeks for everyone. But as I say, we're all, everyone's really appreciative of all, all the support, the kind message we've had as well, and the interest in not just ourselves in Davo, but also how it highlights and spotlights the quality. And the league obviously shows a Pride Bank fan, he'll know himself, but there's a, there's a lot of quality. Uh, and we got the whole league from top to bottom so I, I think everyone's just really appreciative of all the support as I say it's been a, a real interesting two weeks but really really humbling Just finally from us Mick when you were on you, you really got across just how much belief and ambition you've got you know personally and as part of that team it would maybe be easy for some people from the outside to think well you know you've beaten Aberdeen already you've had your big you've had your big night in the cup uh, and you know, and the, again, is it another free hit against a higher ranked opponent? But y- you, you've got pretty high hopes for this team, don't you? You won't, you won't necessarily be thinking of it that way. No, 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 definitely not. I, I, listen, I think the most important thing for us in Monday is put the result and get it in the next round. Is is 
playing consistently well, trying to impose ourselves on the game, that philosophy, that real belief I've got in that in terms of dominating possession, it's that that's critically important. Because I think not only does that help you in terms of Monday, but how we progress the club as we move forward. But I think I said on the show that night, like if we get to the end of the season and we've not progressed in the league, then I'll look back and think it's not been a successful season. I think success for me is winning trophies. Uh, and even though I'll look back on the occasion and fought before memories, uh, it's important we're always progressing forward. We're always trying to make sure we're obviously winning competitions because fundamentally that's what success is. But listen, I think it'd been unbelievable achievement from a club from their level to get to the quarterfinals of the Senior Scottish Cup I don't think the likes of it will be seen again so there's a real opportunity again to put another milestone in place another bit of massive history that will be remembered for probably my lifetime anyway Yeah absolutely, it would be incredible we wish you well, you've brought this upon yourself, you've probably not heard the last of us, we'll be in touch I'm sure no matter what happens but all the best at the weekend Thank you guys, have a lovely weekend There we are, that was Mick Kennedy, Darvel manager Hugh, like I said at the top, they've already written one of the Scottish Cup stories of all time, but it might not be over yet. I don't, I don't know how you top that. You know, I think that the defeat of Aberdeen was the undisputed shock of Scottish football history. Uh, the, the, there was, I don't care who it was, Celtic and Inverness, Cali, Rangers and Berwick Rangers, whoever you want... Darvel beating Aberdeen was bigger than any of that. And now, uh, to beat Falkirk isn't bigger than beating Aberdeen. But, but it would to, see you in the quarterfinals, yeah, wouldn't exactly, it? So, exactly. The uh, only way they can top it is by going and beating Falkirk on Monday night and giving themselves that opportunity to be in the draw for the quarterfinals. And again, you look at a, a, a tie they possibly could get is Air United v Elgin. Yeah. It's, it's two teams, so that sure. that could be an incredible yeah. story. Because understandably, any Falkirk fans, management players listening would say, oh, you know, we, we're a side show here. Come on, let's not forget we've got designs on, on going. And, and understandable, I would take that point on board. But the the one thing that's been missing from the Darvel run, look, it's been great that they've been able to play at home it's a great pitch yep. it's been great for the town but naturally that that big away day oh. would, would be probably what you would be turning your attentions to if they can get past Falkirk and there's a lot of work to be done I think we were giving Mick a sleepless night now talking about his motivational speech nah, he'll be fine I think he'll, he'll, phone you for, he'll phone you for advice <laughs> 01419511025 good time to call we'll get you on next Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141-951-1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans and Cammy Bell are here. It's 0141-951-1025. Or it's Twitter at Clyde SSB. We're looking ahead to Scottish Cup ties. Well, we've even looked as far ahead as Monday there, didn't we, with Darvel boss Mick Kennedy. We'll look ahead to Sunday's game, Rangers Thistle, big games tomorrow, and even tonight as well, Hamilton taking on Hearts. I know we gave you the, the team news there and we, we touched on it briefly, but um, that's a real interesting one, that Cammy tonight. Yeah, it is. It's, um, it's a big game for Hamilton, as we spoke about. They're in really good form at the moment. I, I just feel that Hearts are looking at this and, and approaching it really professionally. They've got a very, very strong team out. Um, they're in good form themselves and, and they've got a good prize at the end of it. They want to be in the draw, um, the first team into that draw as well. They can get their feet up over the weekend and, and watch the rest of the games. So, yeah, I, I just think the gulf between the two sides at the moment, especially the championship at the moment I don't feel as if it's as strong as it's been over the last two or three seasons um, and hearts are going so well they're, they're as strong as they have been 
Right, here is your full-time teaser for tonight. It's quite, I think it's a simple one. I know you two don't have a great relationship oh, with the full-time week. teaser. But seriously, Stephen sent it in tonight. We did a variation on this uh, for Rangers, I think, a few days ago. So can you name the last eight players to take a league penalty for Celtic? So we're looking for the last eight different players to take a league penalty for Celtic. Now, Stephen came up with that question. He emailed it to fulltime at clyde1.com. And now it's getting used on the show. It's that simple. If you want a piece of the action, Hugh. Aaron Moy. Very easy one to begin with. He's taken a few recently. Cami. Uh, um, Kyogo, has he took one? He has not. not. Juranovic. Do you know, apparently not Ooh. in the league. Or well, Giacomacus then. Yeah. Yep. That does surprise me. I'll launch a steward's inquiry on Juranovic, but he, he dinked the one off the bar in Europe. Uh-huh. Yep. He took a nut. He did he not have one saved in Europe as well? Yeah. 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 He's not taking one in the league. So interesting. There we go. Jota doesn't take them. Nor Maeda. Nor Abada. Um, no, really, no. Go on, You're going to name every member of the team. <laughs> yeah. Because it's going to take a while. Lee Griffiths is he on the? No, so I would just imagine a, right. just okay. more right. recently okay. than him. Yep. Okay, look, I'll give you some thinking time. I don't feel like you'll struggle too much no, in the end. We should get that one. Eight different penalty takers. The last eight league penalty takers for Celtic. Who are they? You've got Aaron Moy and Jakimakis. They are the two most recent. Thanks again to Stephen for sending it in. And a reminder, if you want to send a question, it's fulltime at clyde dot. Oh, Juranovic is one, says producer Callum. How has Stephen done this to us? Oh, how's that happened? Stephen's usually bang on with these as well. Okay. Oh, but see, that's fine. Because the beauty of this, see when it's the last eight, I can either just scrub out the last name and we just carry on like nothing happened. We going or nine? you can make it nine. It's up yeah. to you. Um, but anyway, I won't hold it against Stephen. Let's bring in Dominic, who's a Rangers fan. How are you, Dominic? I'm good, thanks, Gordon. Good evening, uh, words, uh, Gordon. Cammy and Uncle Hugh. Uh, my point was he talked about the European Super League that's obviously been spoke about. Oh, and yeah, it's raised its head again, hasn't it? It's, uh, it's, for me, it's, I think it would be. I know it's, it's obviously been in the pipeline. It's, you hear every talk about Rangers and Celtic going down to Rangers so every two to three seasons, which I don't see happening. But then we've had this year again with the European Super League. But mind, we obviously had. The fiasco was it last year or the year before with the English teams, and then that the UK government were almost getting involved in that if it went through. But um, my point is, the guys is I think that I think it would actually if if it does if it comes of it, I think it would be good for Scottish football because you're not seeing Rangers and Celtic win the league every season, and the same way you'd like to say the league cup and the Scottish cup because then you've got somebody else coming in. Like the likes of an Aberdeen Hearts, I think it would be good for plus your Rangers and Celtic to attract more money, better teams going abroad, and the likes of just seeing hmm. more money getting spent. Yeah, so it's on. almost so. Maybe it's the personal thing here. I find it so hard to have to to really look ahead because it would be so. It's so uncertain. It's such a it's such a 
I believe it's an beyond unpredictable landscape. I believe it's beyond uncertain. I believe it's a pile of rubbish, and uh, the, uh, the authorities of England will not have it. And it, the, there's no point in having it if you don't have the cream of English football in it. I don't believe it has any place in the game. I believe it's a, a, an attempt to make more money by a, a certain number of clubs. And the idea of 80 teams being in a competition, it, it's unwieldy, it's unnecessary, and it's of no benefit to Scottish football whatsoever. Cammy, it's, like, it's one of these things, we had the high-profile one that, that Dominic mentioned um, yeah. last year, I think. So the, the SPFL, to, to, to bring it back to us, the SPFL have said that they're just going to await the European Super League Court ruling um, they're going to wait with interest following these plans for a fresh uh, proposal. You will remember UEFA, I think, managed to block the move. Yeah. Um, that's now being challenged, so the European Court of Justice is due to give its final verdict in the spring. The new-look European Super League, as Hugh alluded to, could contain up to 80 teams, apparently, yeah. in a multi-divisional format. Um, they're trying to say this time that it would be based on sporting performance because remember the last time it was more of like a financial invite only yep. exhibition type um, and there are details in there about f- was it 14 games a season even that 14, remaining yeah. remaining in the domestic divisions yeah, though how do you fit in 14 games uh, listen it's, it's, it's going to be difficult can I see it happening I don't mm. I don't think it will happen I think it would take a long period of time to, to draw this out I don't think it can just be flung upon teams within a season and happen very fast it, it's got to be I mean ultimately we've got the Champions League at the moment so as you say how do you continuously fit in 14 games into and still domestically um, keep your, your normal campaign going it's, it, for me it's it's a long long way away from happening um, yeah, and and I've, listen, I think if you're you're looking at that amount of teams entering a competition, of course Celtic and Rangers would be in there because they're big, big clubs within European football. So if it was if it was to happen, there was that amount of of teams getting invited or or mm. making it in there somehow. I would expect the the two. Old form teams to be invited. I'm sure there are many stumbling blocks. Oh, Maybe we're getting yeah. ahead of ourselves, but I'm not sure. F- um, the minimum of 14. I don't think that's that many, is it? If you look at how, well, how many games would Rangers have played en route to Seville? Yeah, so, no. Si- uh, if, well, if our teams start at the first stage of qualification, you could end up playing six qualifiers, then another six in a in a group stage. Is that, is that fourteen? Just just fourteen, and then it finishes, though, or is it fourteen and then goes into? Yeah, yeah. The, well, it's a minimum. Yeah, so, minimum yeah, do you know what I mean? So you're probably True. talking. 20, 22 games so how mm. do you fit that many and it's yeah. a minimum of 14 we're probably looking at it's Rangers played a maximum of 14 to, to be very general about it Hugh I take Dominic's point all my life which is not the same experience as you've had in foot. I keep hearing about Celtic and Rangers are going to leave and they're going to go to England or yeah. a North Atlantic League or a European Super League it never happens uh-huh. and therefore you, f- you think it will never happen but the world does change and it does move and it, it's a can, well, anyone, can anyone predict with any level of certainty? Of course, when you have a Celtic team made up of uh, Japanese players, uh, then of course the world has changed beyond the, the, the way it used to be. However, I just don't think that people see this as a viable project. When England rejects it, then you take away, and you know there's no point in being jealous of anybody, you take away some very, very big and powerful clubs. If they don't fancy it, 
uh, you know, it, it, it will just go well, on. It'll be a talking shop for a while, and then it will be blown out the water. Well, if Brighton are on it, would you be up for that? Well, no, I mean they're the biggest club in England, so <laughs> you know we've got five points more than Liverpool. I'll have you know. We know he's gone yeah, full. He's, right he's gone full seagull. Uh, forget about that, Dominic. We've got the Scottish Cup, the bread and butter. Uh, this week you're a Rangers fan. It's Partick Thistle at Ibrox on Sunday, even though I keep calling it Saturday. Um, what are you expecting? There was talk about maybe Cholak and Morelos. Anything else you want to see? Uh, well, can I, can I just come back to that point and I'll come to you. I, I think they're just correct. You know, one thing it was actually the UK government that actually stepped in for the English teams that some of them threatened to, mm. to um, leave. That's why they stopped. But um, for Sunday, I think that it would be interesting to see the two of them start but then it would be good because you see even uh, was his name Cholak up with Sakala because yeah. he'll done that at Tynecastle with um, Brelos I think that would be quite an interesting one but I would also like to see a, a few of the younger guys getting a, a chance because it's one of these games that in front of a big, big crowd it's yeah, good chance. Cammy, I suppose you can do both at once, depending on who we're talking about, but these games can be an opportunity to see youngsters. Will Michael Beale also though, use it to give Nicholas Raskin a start, get yeah. 90 or whatever minutes into his legs, get more game time for Todd Cantwell? So although we sometimes think about it in terms of fringe players, is it not also a good chance to play these guys and try and get them closer to their full capacity for when the big sort of cup final rolls round in yep. a couple of weeks yeah again with the, the two that you've mentioned there I, I expect to play a long periods of the game to get their match sharpness and fitness up um, with regards to the younger ones I think there will be a few younger faces in there but again the ones that have been consistently in the squad on the bench maybe played a couple of cup games this season I don't expect to see any any youngsters that we haven't seen um, but yeah it's, it's a good time to rotate the team and give players maybe the game time that they haven't had so far this season but them two you mentioned uh, Cantwell and, and Raskin they, they will play because they need the game time they need to get into the fluidity of, of the way that Rangers are playing and get right up to match fitness and to revisit a well trodden path is tomorrow the game when Alan McGregor just comes back in and stays in or the fact that it's the cup means maybe John McLaughlin does play Ah, listen. It's uh, for me. It's it's one area they really need to sort. I, I don't like it. I don't. I don't agree with what Michael Beale's doing. Listen, he's his own man. He'll make his own decision. He's the manager of the football club. But for me, it doesn't help any of the goalkeepers. It doesn't help either of them. Goalkeepers want to play consistently. Some I get. Some clubs will change their goalie for the cup. Sure. I get that, but some goalkeepers don't even like that either. Number one goalkeeper sometimes asks to play in the cup because he wants to continuously keep playing. Um, but to chop and change so much, I just think it, it doesn't doesn't help the back four, doesn't help the goalkeepers, um, and I think he just needs to make the decision who he's going to go with. Yeah, I thought uh, McLaughlin's display last week was poor, and it's time to stop messing about with this matter. Robbie McCrory's weeks away from fitness and can't be given a chance but time to stop messing about and just put a, a McGregor in goal. You've got a cup final in two weeks time um, the rotation should stop now and you should accept that McGregor is the better of the two goalkeepers. Thank you to Dominic. What about this teaser then? We're looking for the last eight. We can just stick with eight. The last eight league penalty takers 
for Celtic You've got Moy, Jakimakis, Juranovic Odson Edward Yep McGregor Yes How many is that? Five Five One more guess Moussa Dembele He was was your ninth Was he? Yeah Um, Scott Sinclair Yes Okay we'll get the rest of the answers And kick off at Hamilton next Number one for football in Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard We're on to the home street then with Hugh Evans and Cammy Bell on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard We're about to kick off between Hamilton and Hearts That'll be good fun We'll get to see the start of that Get the feet up when we get up the road and then reflect on it all tomorrow It's the, What are you shaking your head at? No, I won't I've got two grandkids you know, staying with I me I thought you were going to say you're more of a Love Island man No, 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 no. <laughs> You record this and watch it later But that Spongebob thing will be on at this time <laughs> well we've got them recorded look at this is a cover up for Love Island honestly nah, he was telling I'm me he's sure a big fan be. of Ron and Lana earlier <laughs> oh yes mm. <laughs> Listen. I got producer Callum to tell me who they were because I've never seen it I, I, couldn't, I couldn't possibly couldn't possibly comment um, I'll tell you what though remember you mentioned your uh, your um, understudy the young man that you said wanted to be Hugh Keevans oh, quite, quite alarmingly yeah. well it turns out his next door neighbour is James Grady Oh, a well-known yes. figure in Scottish football, an old pal of the show, and he's texted in to say that they all heard that he's your next door. He's his next door neighbour. Well done, James. So, so there you are. Uh, right, kicking off. Go on. Then you might as well give us your first dud prediction. Listen to this, well, Oliver, if you, you can. Rough the weekend. Snodgrass is the captain of Hearts tonight, so they put a Glaswegian in charge of the team. Therefore, they are infallible. It will be two 0 Hearts. Um, four 0 Hearts. Oh wow, Cammy Bell. He's done a me. Yep. That's gone bold, he has. Well, it's about to kick off, so we'll find out uh, how that one starts in the remainder Hamilton of tonight's show. Hamilton have had a tough few show. days, Tuesday night, and 120 minutes, it's not what you want before Hearts come to town. Mm. So Against the Palmerston Pep, no yeah. less. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm. How was he? he, he i seen him before the game, he was very calm, spoke really well, and, and mm-hmm. during the game he was quite calm after the game as well. Uh, he, there, there wasn't much between the sides, to be honest. Yeah, he did, he did say that. Um, what He told us a story, and I, I should have gotten to repeat it on air, because I thought it was very very funny um, that he because you were doing the, the co-com yeah and yep. it was on BBC Alba yes um, so obviously what is it it's Gaelic yeah, commentary it in, and yeah. then you naturally don't speak Gaelic um, but his friends were listening from down south where's Marvin from like Reading or somewhere along there <laughs> and they they didn't realise it was Gaelic they just thought they just couldn't understand <laughs> the Scottish the, accent the, the Scottish accent which wow I mean I know we can be Tough to to understand at times, but he said they were all texting him like, "Sorry, like we didn't catch, we couldn't catch a word." But my, that probably explains. Yeah, it. that does explain. My it. mother Definitely. and father-in-law both spoke Gaelic, and if I brought the daughter back too late or anything like you that, got a mouthful. I had yeah. to say, I had to say to my wife, "What are they saying?" And she would just lie and say it was she something say, polite. When she it would, no, no, she would say, "I'd go down the stairs two at a time <laughs> if I were you." Uh, how are you getting on with this teaser? Then we are looking for. Well, you got, is it only two more? Two yeah. Things, wow, this yeah. is not like you two to make light work of this. We're looking for the last eight league penalty takers for Celtic. So Moy, Jakimakis, Juranovic, Eduard, McGregor, Sinclair. Would there be a sneaky Kieran Tierney in there? No, 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 no. Um, you gave me one in the break yeah. that you wanted to explore. Turnbull. He took one in Europe, but not in the league. <sighs> I could remember him taking a beat on. No, I think no, you thought he maybe yeah. would have hit a penalty as well. Stuart Armstrong. There is no. So the two that you've got, one is Scottish, one is not, and they're very much from that 
Brendan Rodgers okay. sort of era. Scott Brown? No. Okay, give you some okay. more thinking time. One of them sticks out as being a, a high profile penalty. It was in a big game against an important opponent. <laughs> a and he, game, he, he took it with a certain level of confidence, shall we say. Mm. 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 What, do, what do the goalies hate, Cammy? Oh, the hate? dink. The dink. Who done the dink? Hugh. Edward did it to Craig Gordon yeah. in the cup. I think that was the cup. Um, but who did it? In a Rangers game. Wow. Oh, do you know what though? I hope I've not given you a dud clue. It's not. It's not so much because it's still the same guy. But when he dinked, I'm not sure if that was the league or it was the cup. Right. Maybe he took them in both. But it's the same guy that I'm thinking of. Right. Oh. Nah, he'll need to give us time on that one. No, he, he, he's, he's taken more than one. So there we are. I'm, I'm covered in my clue. Okay. Uh, okay. He's French. Oh, Olivier and Champ. Yes. Oh, there we so are. He did, yes. Remember it? Yep. All right, one to get a Scotsman. We'll get it before the end of the show. Hearts actually had an early chance there, didn't they? Cammy into the box. Barry Mackay crowded out. Um, so they're trying to go on the front foot early on. Yeah, they're moving the ball really well. And again, I think they want to start with a high intensity, knowing that Hamilton have had a tough game midweek. They want to get an early goal and open up spaces. And they are, they're moving the ball. We've got another opportunity here. Oh, just a shot has been deflected but yeah it's all hearts at the moment yeah it really is uh, Olivier and Cham did the one he dinked was the cup but he took one in the league as well just James, for, for your record James Forrest no listen we'll get it before the end I've got faith in you you're going to just it's going to spring to life at heart uh, Hamilton sorry do have some defending to do early on here Hugh don't they oh yeah um if I were Robbie Nielsen, I would want to get hearts back to the cup final at Hamden to make up for the woeful no show the last time they were there they were beaten very very easily by a Rangers team who just had far too much for them but on the day Hearts also let themselves down very badly the display was poor and after this Hamilton or Hearts will get their feet up they will look forward to the weekend they will kick back and see which teams will join them in the next round of the Scottish Cup because we really get our teeth stuck into it tomorrow with four three o'clock games, one five thirty game, is it the same as the last round, Hugh? You all looked at Gayfield for your shock. Motherwell come through it fairly um, in a straightforward manner. Let's is, be is, that the, is that the only? Because look, there are, there are less fixtures this this time as well. So you know you, you're narrowed down anyway. Would that be the the kind of main one really? You would look at. Could, yeah. I mean, could Inverness go to Livy? I guess Elgin beating air would be a shock as well yep. in terms of the, the divisions that they sit in. I think everyone's looking at Motherwell because they've just gone. They've collapsed. Downward spiral. Use any expression you like. Their only win, none in the league in the last four months, but the only win they've had are both away in the Scottish Cup since October. So maybe the Scottish Cup is the tournament for them. But... They, they, they are really struggling Again the saving grace for them is that Rafe Rovers had another 120 minutes on Wednesday yes. So they've had a long long game They've not got big squads um, Teams in the championship So Mother they'll maybe look to integrate more of the new players That didn't yes, play at the weekend yes. But isn't it for me it's a really important game for Motherwell Because they need to get that win momentum up and running um, And if they can do it in the cup You never know it might just kick start With all these number of players that they've brought in um, Nine in the window mm -hmm. Seems a little bit desperate for me But 
Um, they need to get up and run. They need to start winning football matches. Now, would I take a Scottish Cup win uh-huh. if it came at the cost of relegation? No. No, no, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. Would you? Not so sure. Seriously? I always think championships are, are really. I know, I know that. I, I always worry because it's like the knock-on effect, and can yes. you come back? And do people lose their jobs? You know, there's that yep, sort. Of, yep. There's that serious implication. But what about the silverware? Well, it would be lovely on that hand, but then also the huge disappointment. Where does the club go from there? I know, I know. I get the feeling a lot of. I feel like a lot of my mates or Motherwell fans would would take it though for would some they? reason. I think some of them would, yeah. Well, well, well was it 1990 you won it? 91. 91. Uh, Dundee United. I like how I've got Motherwell maybe winning the Scottish <laughs> Cup here, by the way. Yeah. Just uh, indulge me on a Friday night. It's just yeah. a bit of fun. I mean, I, I would take the view that it <laughs> is impossible. With a capital I, impossible oh, for Motherwell to win the Scottish Cup. Therefore, sake. let's go for what you can do. Try and stay up then, okay, and fine. That, that is to try and beat um, Queen's Park or Air in the playoff Might need to get past Wraith first tomorrow in the, in the cup That could be a challenge yeah. as the guys uh, quite rightly say But it could be could be good Air Elgin, Dundee United, Kelly, Livy Inverness Wraith Motherwell at three Celtics and Mirren later on have five Previewing Rangers Thistle And on to Darville Falkirk on Monday as well So lots to look forward to is it still all hearts, Cammy, but still with no breakthrough? Yeah, they're moving the ball really well, fast, and, and the pitch doesn't seem to be affecting them as, at all, to be honest. Um, listen, hearts would probably rather play on this plastic pitch than, than a, a, a weathered um, grass park at this moment. At times, it allows them to move the ball. It's consistent enough. So, But they, they have went such a strong, strong team tonight, so they... Robbie Nielsen obviously wants to get the early goal in and, and try and get this game put to bed. OK, let's finish off then. We're looking for one more of the last eight league penalty takers for Celtic. You've got Moy, Giacomakis, Juranovic, Edward, McGregor, Sinclair and Olivier and Cham. I did say there was one to go and I told you he was a Scot. Yes, I've got one on the tip of my tongue. Ryan Christie. Be happy with that, Hugh? Would you like to trade it? For another Come one, on, you. Now, on I've the seen basis him take that, a pen, I think. Now, on the basis that I can't think of another one, I'll take Ryan Christie. Go on, put me on misery. Wise decision. Yes. Well done, Ryan Christie. Right, no goals yet. Hamilton Hearts, whatever happens tonight, we look back on it all tomorrow. And a fantastic day ahead in the Scottish Cup. You'd be mad to miss it. We're here from two Gordon DL, Mark Wilson, Hugh Keevens in the studio, the top team round the grounds, and GBX up next.